0: video with Bruce, one of the guitarists for the E Street band. Pretty cool dude. Coming to the Tupelo Music Hall on the 25th. They're hooking us up with Nils Lofgren. Just put him through we are ready. I the him was a big Ladies and gentlemen, would you welcome please uh, the awesome nils Lofgren uh, joins us this morning Good morning, nils Good morning everyone. How are you? Good? Are we making coffee? I heard some clink into the glass. What are we doing uh, what's you know going?
1: what you 're right man i 'm just uh, <laughs> getting my morning pot going, waking up, getting on with the day here, and getting it. ready to put my show together and Say goodbye to my dogs, my lovely wife, and uh, come sing and play for you. So
0: it's September 25th. For those who don't know, Nils is is doing an acoustic duo show. It's going to be at the Tupelo Music Hall, and that's an interesting place to start because everybody, of course, uh, knows you with the E Street Band. You had a, a solo career before that, still do. But when you go to put together a show like this, right, an acoustic duo show, uh i to the best of my knowledge I, you haven't done one in a long long time how do you put a show together like that
1: well my bro my buddy uh greg varlata who's a local great musician we've been playing together now over 10 years mm-hmm. so i do do solo shows and i've done quite a bit of those recently but greg and i had a run in uh, the uk to start the year mm-hmm. so we kind of dusted off uh, the acoustic show and, and much like uh You know, anything. If you have a a second playing with you, you bounce off uh, the musicianship. Gives me a chance to jam more with another voice. Not have to finger pick rhythm and leads all the time. Right. And another another singer. Greg's a great uh, trumpet player. And he actually plays a great trombone, but we've got his trumpet along, which we use occasionally. And also, he's
0: a great tap dancer of all things. <laughs> like a, you know, it's not I know, enough. I know. I know you laugh. No, it's wow. not. It's not enough to do one thing well. I just <laughs> see. I get insanely jealous of people who are so multi-talented and good at everything. It's killing me. Over well, we here. call
1: it the swing man. You know, I've yeah. I've always been blessed to work so much of my life, even way back to my band group, my brother Tommy, who mm-hmm. uh, I'm playing with to start this run of shows at the Birchmere. Mm-hmm. He'll join Greg and I, too. He's another multi-purpose singer, writer, player. Great guy to have. And Tommy's, you know, busy with his work a lot. So Greg, uh, Greg and I have been working together a lot when we travel. But, um, you know, I actually, too, I'm a basketball player. love playing basketball. But 10 years ago, I had to... Due to all my backflips on stage and playing basketball all over the world, I had to have both hips replaced. Yeah, fright, frightening. I did it at the same time, of all things.
0: So uh, how? Pain, I mean, uh, what was the recovery time on that? I can't even imagine.
1: Well, it was it was long, but yeah. I, but the good news was I got a great doctor, Paul Pellicci, out of New York City, who did yeah. them both at the same time. <laughs> Whoa. So, it wasn't like, you know, doing one, getting well for months, and starting over again. Right. But anyway, yeah. to be smart, things like the trampoline had to go in the closet. <laughs> Crazy uh, basketball games had to turn into shoot arounds. Yeah. And I picked up tap dancing as a hobby, and Greg was my teacher. So believe it or not, you may see me tap dance in the show. Wow. Crazy. I- and now, usually it's either hilarious or mildly musical. <laughs> we'll see what happens. We'll see.
0: Nils Lofgren on the phone. September 25th, he's doing an acoustic show at the Tupelo. Kelly Brown has a question for you. Nils, yes. I, I'll have you know we used to play Keith Don't Go at, up at 92 CDQ up at Sanford, Maine, way back. Uh, I wanted to ask you about the backflips. I know, how did you start doing backflips, or why did you start doing them on stage?
1: Well, you know, I was a uh, gymnast in junior high school. Uh, in the 60s in middle America, gymna- men's gymnastics wasn't a big thing, but I've, I got into it and loved it. So when I hit the road at 17, actually, I'm also, uh, just so you know, celebrating 50 years on the road complete with this run when I get to get to Derry in the Tupelo Hall. I'll mm-hmm. be uh, f- celebrating 50 years on the road, and that's wow. exciting too. Yeah. But I was opening for Jay Giles and many bands. Grin opened for everyone with great stage shows, in particular, Jay Giles. are just so great on stage and Peter Wolf jumping around, and I was sitting there shy and quiet, trying to sing and play well, and I thought, what can I do that's visual uh, to have something, you know, a nod to something physical? So I went to my old gymnastics teacher, and uh, down the old funky YMCA in Washington, D.C., he put me in the ceiling belts, and he helped me learn how to do a backflip while I played my guitar off a (laughs) mini-tram.
0: (laughs) <laughs> it's just, just playing like, guitar, know, right? not I mean, enough. Just not playing enough. guitar was boring. Great singer Man, songwriter, you know, not enough. Do- <laughs> killing me, Nils. You're killing me. <laughs> but
1: but you know, and, and you know, look, it was it was a question of what a year or two before I got very animated on yeah. stage and remained so. But I was very shy, and I authentically knew the jumping around was coming, but it wasn't there yet. So I put that in the show, and it was, it was a college crowd, probably. I don't know, 4,000 kids in Tampa, Florida. And, you know, we were the opening act and the promoter was a jerk, said, look, you play a second over 30 minutes, you'll never work in Florida again. Uh, And we're like, dude, I gotta watch, relax. And, um, so we go out and do the show, and it's Jay Giles coming on, pretty you know, pretty rowdy, drunk college crowd. Sure. They're screaming for Jay Giles, they're throwing bottles at us, they're <laughs> booing us. <laughs> and we do our 30 minutes to a tee, and just before we uh, finish the last song, I go and do this backflip with the guitar on, and the place goes mad. We leave the stage, and the promoter comes, we you know, we went back to the dressing room so we didn't really notice, but the promoter comes running in in a panic and says, you've got to do an encore, you've got to go back out. And so what are you talking about? And said the, the people love that flip. They're going crazy. They they're like throwing chairs are gonna wreck my building. Go do an encore. And I'm like Oh, I'd love to help you, man, but you know, we want to work in Florida again, so our thirty minutes <laughs> That's are great. Right.
0: I love that.
1: You know, but anyway, he he literally begged us in a panic, and I went back out after thirty minutes of having bottles thrown at me and booed, my songs, my right, band, right, and to wild cheering and elation and we played one song and they loved it gave us another standing o as we left and i thought to myself welcome to showbiz
0: you know and and if that That's were to- awesome. if that were today right nils that would have been on the internet in seconds Right.
1: Yeah, that probably would have got a little vi- viral action. <laughs> you know, I, I
0: mean, that it's so funny how you know, so, so funny how things have changed. I mean, you know, like like y- you can't do as well known as you are. You're in the Rock Roll Hall of Fame. You played with everybody. Obviously, E Street. You played with uh, Neil Young. Uh, everybody, Lou Reed. Everybody. And uh, today, it's like you can't make a move. I'm sure if you walk down the street into a club, boom, there's somebody there that's videotaping you. I was reading last week, oh, a lot of the members of the E Street Band were in and around a studio, blah, blah, blah. There's no move that you can make that isn't accounted for nowadays.
1: Yeah, well, you know, fame, we've all seen it. You know, fame can... Quickly turn into a mental illness, and right. so does power and money. Of course, we're seeing that in, in terrible fashion with our world. You know, governments just out of their minds, not looking after people. But, mm-hmm. but at the end of the day, i look, I, I've been blessed to work. Uh, Fifty years ago, uh, I kind of hooked up with Neil Young and Crazy Horse and right. made some. A lot of great musical chapters with them. So you know, when you're traveling around, I've done major tours with Ringo Starr and Bruce and Neil, yeah. and of course, their fame is a kind that, honestly, I, I don't, I wouldn't want. Right. But you know, so look, I, I get it a little bit, and of course, it picks up and when the East Street bands on the road, and but for my own clubs, club work, on I still feel pretty free, and I get into a town, easy, walk around, get a coffee to go, check sure. out the venue. A lot of times I've been there before, much like the Tupelo Music Hall, Yeah, and I just get excited about a bunch of people coming that I know are expecting something special musically, and it's my job to give it to them. And it's a very pure, it's the purest form of what I do, because they'll give you an instant review, second to second. Sure. At the end of the night, I'll come out and sign up. Uh, we got some great merchandising my wife, Amy, designs, some T-shirts and posters, CDs, and I'll mm-hmm. go out and. Sign them for people that want to stick around and try to keep the pub open so they can have a drink, and it's a very pure, you know, uh, inspired part of what I do, and I'm looking forward to having a good run.
0: Yeah, and that's the thing too. Like we we had a a friend that would always talk about how you know the best songs you can strip the best song and play it down on an Mm -hmm. acoustic guitar. That's the mark of a really good song. And when you do that, what you're going to be doing at the Tupelo, it's intimate. You know, and I've been to the big shows. I was at the four hour uh, Gillette show with with Springsteen. Amazing, but there's something about an uh, an intimate show like that where it's you, the song, and a guitar, and in this case, one one other person, that is just... It's so much more intimate, and the feeling, I don't know, just the bond appears to be stronger. That's my take from an audience member.
1: No, yeah, and you're completely right. And even with someone who absolutely loves performing, sure. when I walk out in a stadium, even with Bruce or many times my own bands, I did a six-week stadium tour with The Who in 79. My band got to go out. For six weeks and open for the Who, we had AC/DC with Bon Scott alive and yeah. the Stranglers. But you know, the first row of faces—it's such a beautiful, epic vision. But the first row is like fifty yards away, yeah. and sometimes you have to work extra hard to, to get down in that communication. Whereas you walk out. Like a Tupelo, you're surrounded by faces. Right. You're, you're surrounded by people that are on top of you. And and for me, it's almost like you got to get down in it from note one, yeah. and they keep you there. And yeah. there is that element to that intimacy that I love and I'm looking
0: forward to. It's tough when they're on top of you. Sometimes it's hard to breathe. I mean,
1: you're on me, for God's sake, just move <laughs> over. You well, know? At, least, at least not like you know, 30 Five years ago, not everyone's chain smoking, you know, sheets oh, and right. joints and cigarettes you're right. and blowing them at you. <laughs> you know,
0: I, there was something that came up. I just wanted to ask you because you're you're like what I you're like me, I think, in that we appreciate rock history, all of the things that you've done. You have an appreciation for the people that you've worked with, and I got to go back to one particular moment. I thought it was a few years ago. I, I'm, my mind is boggled by the fact that anybody would pull the the plug with you on stage with not only Bruce but Paul McCartney, <laughs> Paul McCartney in in London, and you were you were up there during that show, right? Yeah, it was hilarious. I,
1: I watched, you know, of course, Bruce and Steve and me, we all of us, everyone to a man, grew up on the Beatles. Right. I think they have the greatest body of work ever in the British Invasion. So you can imagine it's funny because of course you know Paul was singing with Bruce and Steve, and I was just sitting there grinning. So happy to be a part of it, and we're doing. I saw her standing there. Then I think, uh, you know, he, Bruce, called, twist and shout, and you know, of course, Paul is between me and Bruce. And look, focusing on Bruce as he should, and just before we started twisting, shout, Paul spun around and got right in my face, you know. And I've just met him, but I don't know him. And, and he said, "What key are we in?" And I gave a big like C sign, and he turned around just in time for the downbeat, and he looked at me and gave me a nod like thanks. And it's just those moments sure. are like so precious and insanely beautiful. So then you fast forward into that, and Bruce is in heaven, and he's like, "Let's do one for Clarence. Let's do Tenth Avenue." Right, and. You know, Paul's like, Of course and I'm just you just soaking this in like the fan I am and it's just a memorable, memorable night. And all of a sudden I see the crew come out and I see all these dire faces and then I get the realization that They're trying to tell Bruce, standing next to Paul McCartney, with the entire band there, he's not allowed to play anymore, and they're pulling the plug. And you know what? I can't tell you how surreal it was, because I've been in teen clubs in the 60s playing Twist and Shout, the Beatles version, and had the teacher the assistant principal pulled the plug on us. right? And now I'm sitting there, except it's Paul friggin' McCarthy, <laughs> <laughs> And Bruce ain't no slouch either, right? Right, right. So, so it was hilarious and I mean, tragic and funny in the sense that they actually pulled the plug. We realized we couldn't carry on. Bruce saying goodnight, Irene, on the monitors for the few people that were still digesting this. Right. And I thought, you know, technology at its worst and at its worst. Here's the guy's... Fighting with uh, Hyde Park and the neighborhood co- complain about noise. You've got a knighted beetle, knighted <laughs> by your queen. And you can't call someone and say, hey, can you give me 15 more minutes?
0: Oh, man. Friggin'
1: Sir Paul McCartney's on stage with Bruce Springsteen. Can you give me 15 so I don't have to pull the plug? And uh-huh. the answer would have been yes. But they didn't get it together and they pulled the plug. It was hilarious. I,
0: it's one of the great, it's unfortunate, think, but of a great rock story. You got shut down. With a beetle, yeah. I know you to shut down. That's a, that's a story under and right you know, there. But, and you know it was so great that it, it, without
1: being able to control it, that same feeling came back when the principal used to pull the plug in the tea <laughs> cubs in the mid '60s, or you know Wheaton Youth Center, or you know. Uh, I mean, just North Bethesda Community Center, where the bands would play top forty and that's do funny. all the Beatles and Stones covers. So it was a it was a great moment. I was pissed and bummed we didn't get to play, but but the irony wasn't lost on me.
0: Wow, that that's, that's a great story. And you you got a million of them. I can't wait. The show is. Uh, I look forward to not only being able to see you, but uh, you know the the intimate acoustic stuff is is right up my alley. I'm totally into it. It's September 25th, and you can see the awesome uh, Nils Lofgren. And we've had you on several times throughout the years. Let me just. Say, you're always one of my favorites uh, interviews because I really I, I like your attitude. I love the stories you tell, and you're a wonderful guest. So we appreciate <laughs> thanks. You coming. Thanks, on with man. Us, man. I
1: really just appreciate y'all spreading the word. We're going to do a great show for you. My website nilshoffman.com, has a lot of info, and but we'll be coming your way and doing okay. a great night for everybody.
0: Great, thanks, Nils. Appreciate it. Always good to talk to you. See you on the 25th.
1: All right, thank you all for the morning time and spreading the word, and best to everybody.
0: You, appreciate you it. You too, man. Thank you very much. All right, thanks. You got it. Bye bye. Guess to go have some coffee. That's a cool story. That was a really cool story. Yeah, so this Can one time you... I was playing, I got uh, unplugged. Can you <laughs> imagine? <laughs> I still think about that, like, because it's so crazy. And what's funny is, he's telling you that story, and in his mind, he's going right back to when he was 16. That kid at 16, whether it's him, whether it's you, whether it's me, never leaves you. Right? Mm-hmm. What's How old is he? 60? I don't even know uh, how old yeah. he is. But... That kid is still alive in him, just like it is for everybody else. Those weird things that happen to you when you're a kid stay with you for the rest of your life. Imagine That's, the guy. Can, the guy. Oh, my gosh. That had to go and go, do it. What, the guy in charge would have just said, no, man, I'm not doing it. Not to these Not to these guys. Crazy. No, no. Uh, you have to go and plug. Isn't now. he a nice guy, though? Yes. Crazy. It is uh, 925, so the 25th of...